Welcome to the One for the Money podcast. I'm your host, Johnny West. I'm a certified financial planner, and here I will teach you the tips, tricks, and strategies I use to help others retire early. This is the easy button when it comes to early retirement. Everything you want or need to know is right here. I'm so glad you join us on the show. Welcome to episode 26 of the One for the Money podcast. I am very glad and grateful you have taken the time to listen. While this podcast focuses on retiring early on a permanent basis, today I'll explain the planning needed to retire even earlier, albeit on a temporary basis, via a mini retirement. In the tips, tricks, and strategies portion, I will share the massive tax savings that you can obtain through strategies employed during a mini retirement. Thank you for listening. Now on with the show. The idea of a mini retirement isn't new. You likely have heard of a sabbatical where individuals are provided a temporary break from their employer. I'm always intrigued by the origin of things, and the concept of a sabbatical is based on the biblical practice of Shemitah, or sabbatical year, which is related to agriculture. In the 25th chapter of Leviticus in your Holy Bible, Jews in the land of Israel were taking a year-long break from working the fields every seven years. Nowadays, sabbaticals are a periodic break from work and are mostly associated with employees at universities. And this tradition started back at Harvard around 1880. But other professions, such as scientists, physicians, lawyers, take sabbaticals as well. What about other professions? Well, according to a survey by the Society for Human Resource Management, only 17% of companies offered some sort of sabbatical policy to their employees in 2017. That means that most people won't work for a company that provides a sabbatical. But with better planning, you can create your very own sabbatical via a mini retirement, so you too can enjoy the benefits. And those benefits are powerful as they really aid individuals in resting, recovering, and discovering which isn't something that a one- or two-week holiday can provide. This way, you don't have to be like everyone else that is working from 9 to 5 until age 65. Additionally, a mini-retirement provides you with a chance to test drive a full retirement. Surprisingly, many find retirement rather unfulfilling, as I shared in Episode 6 of the One for the Money podcast. There, I also share ways to make retirement, even a mini one, full of more meaning and purpose. So just how can you take a mini retirement? It's actually easier than you might imagine. An opportune time to take one would be when you are leaving one job for another. You could leave your old job for a new one, but with a start date that is delayed for a few months into the future. This will allow you to travel, perform volunteer work, develop new hobbies, or pursue other interests with the security that you will be employed at the end. After all, it's easier to find a new job when you already have one. With this break, you could enjoy one of those unique immersive travel experiences where you live like a local and truly experience a culture and make significant progress in learning another language. What better time to experience another part of the world when you are younger and healthier? Navigating the cobblestone streets of Europe will be much easier in your 40s and 50s than in your late 60s and early 70s. But how can you plan financially for your self-funded mini-retirement slash sabbatical? There are a few factors to consider when it comes to planning your mini-retirement. The first factor is the length of your mini-retirement. 
pretty obvious, but the length of time will determine the level of planning required. If you plan on taking a one to three month mini retirement, you can save up the needed funds in the bank in advance to pay for the anticipated expenses that you would incur. If you plan to live in another location, you need to consider both of your expenses at home and the ones you will incur abroad. If you plan on taking six months to a year, then it will require considerable more planning. For example, if you own a home, do you plan on keeping it? If you keep it, will you rent it while you are away? Of course, if you plan to sell your home prior to your sabbatical, that makes the math easier. Once you've determined the duration of your mini-retirement, you will want to anticipate your monthly expenses. While your income may have stopped during your mini-retirement, your expenses certainly won't. Just how do you cover these expenses? Some supercharged savings in the months and years prior will undoubtedly do the trick. I need to mention that the money saved for this purpose should not be subject to market risk. In other words, it should be sitting protected in a bank account. Saving up this kind of money may require some significant sacrifices on your part prior to your mini retirement, but the motivation for doing so can come based on the glorious experience you'll enjoy on the other side. Additional factors to consider is if you are staying at home. For example, you want to write a book. Planning for this is pretty straightforward, but if you are living abroad, that takes additional planning as you need to consider travel expenses and living expenses at your chosen destination or destinations. Clearly, staying in Paris will be a lot more expensive than a stay in Phuket, and Barcelona will be more than a stay in Bali, although I recommend all of the above places. My wife and I honeymooned in Bali, and the place is magical. And Barcelona is truly underrated when it comes to European cities. With the financial planning software I use, I model many retirement possibilities for my clients, and then I implement the strategies needed to adequately fund these mini retirement plans. A couple of tips. You need to reduce your expenses in the years prior. Reduce your 401k contributions to just the company match, but still max out HSA, your health savings account contributions, as this can be used to fund healthcare expenses during your mini retirement. One of the challenges you need to consider is health insurance during a mini retirement. The good news is that your health insurance needs during mini retirement can be met the very same way they would in an early retirement. I outlined these in episode five, but I'll highlight them here as well. For a U.S.-based mini retirement, you can utilize your previous employer retirement health care benefits. You can still receive your health care through your previous employer for an additional 18 months of coverage. This was made possible via the Consolidated Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act of 1985, or COBRA for short. However, most times you will have to pay the full cost of your health care coverage plus an additional 2% while you are working. Your employer subsidized a significant portion of these costs. And so this is one of the perks they had provided you so that you would work there, but now you're going to have to endure the entire cost, but it's worth it for having coverage during a domestic-based mini-retirement. Another option is the public market that was established by the Affordable Care Act. This legislation enables people to obtain coverage even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. Now, while the cost of these plans can vary widely, the recently enacted American Rescue Plan of 2021 provides even more generous subsidies. And these subsidies are entirely based on a person's income. And according to the healthcare.gov website, you will use your expected 
household income for the year you want coverage, not last year's income. So that would go a long way to helping you get the coverage in an extended mini retirement. Again, these are solutions for U.S.-based mini retirements. International mini retirements require other planning. However, you can get travel supplemental insurance from your current carrier, or you could purchase travel health insurance if you're only abroad for a short time. For longer time periods, many countries allow foreign nationals to purchase health insurance from the government or private firms that operate within that country. I'll include a link to a website with some additional information. This is just an introduction to the planning considerations of a mini retirement. Sadly, I believe far too many consign themselves to a life of working from nine to five until age 65, not realizing that mini retirements are even possible. But with the right kind of planning, they certainly are. Oftentimes, such mini retirements will have only a little or limited effect on one's goals for retirement, even an early one. And a delay for these for just a year or so is more than worth it. In episode 25, I shared a quote from Mark Twain that I think is applicable here as well. 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones you did. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, and discover. In that same episode, I also shared the hugely popular blog post written in 2009 by the palliative nurse named Bronnie Ware, which was titled Regrets of the Dying. The regrets all of them shared had a common theme, and the top two were, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. And it sounds like they regretted the working from nine till five until 65 grind, which everyone else did as well. This was the most common regret of all for people. And when people realize that their life is almost over and look back clearly on it, it's easy to see how many dreams had gone unfulfilled. I think a mini retirement can help fulfill many of those dreams. The second regret of the dying was, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Two powerful regrets that a mini retirement can clearly help solve. I hope you found this helpful. And if this hasn't motivated you for a mini retirement, wait until you hear about the massive tax savings that can come from a mini retirement, which I will share next in the tips, tricks, and strategy portion of the podcast. Welcome to the tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast. And today I'll share the massive tax planning savings that can be had as a result of a mini retirement. Many of the taxes you pay are strictly based on your level of income. Here in America, we have a progressive tax code, which means that higher earners not only pay a larger dollar amount in taxes, but they also pay a larger percentage of their income as well. Lower incomes can pay as low as 10 to 12% of their income in federal taxes, but high earners can pay as much as 35 or 37% of their income. That's just income tax. The same goes for capital gains taxes as well. You pay higher rates if you have higher income. For lower incomes, you can pay 0%, but higher incomes can pay as much as 20% on capital gains. Given that most of the tax rates are so significantly impacted by one's level of income, implementing tax planning strategies during a mini retirement when your income is lower or non-existent make a ton of sense. Here are just a few of the massive tax planning opportunities available to you. Roth conversions are the first one. I've discussed Roth conversions before. You convert portions of your pre-tax IRA 
or 401k to a Roth IRA. With retirement accounts, you have to pay taxes once, and you can choose to pay those taxes up front, as you do with a Roth, or later when you take the money out during your retirement, which is what you would do with a traditional or pre-tax retirement account. With a Roth conversion, you transfer money from your pre-tax IRA to your Roth IRA and pay the taxes now. Let me give you some figures to get an idea of how much you could benefit. And please note, these are based on 2022 tax figures. Believe it or not, but there is a level of income where you pay 0% in taxes. It's called the standard deduction exemption. And in 2022, for a single person, it's $12,950. And for a married filing jointly couple, that amount is $25,900. Consequently, if you had a mini retirement and had no income during a calendar year, you could convert 25900 of your pre-tax retirement account to a Roth and pay 0% in taxes. And on the next 20500 converted, you would only pay 10% of taxes. That's a huge amount of tax savings. But wait, there's more. In past episodes, I've discussed tax loss harvesting. But have you heard of tax gain harvesting? These occur in a non-retirement account. Capital gains taxes occur when you sell, for example, a stock for a gain. However, the tax rate you pay is also based on your income. It could be 0%, 15%, or 20%. For an individual that had less than $41,635 of income, they would pay 0% tax on a capital gain. For those that are married, if their income was less than $83,350, they would pay 0% tax on any capital gains. Now, let me share an example to help explain this better. Let's say a mini retiree and their spouse has accumulated shares of an ABC company and held them for the past several years. The amount the mini retirees paid per share for the stock was $100 and they own 1,000 shares. So they have $100,000 worth of ABC company stock. In the year they have no income during their mini retirement, they decided to sell their ABC stock and sold it for $180 per share. That's an $80 gain per share or $80,000 because they had 1,000 shares. Because they had no income, that $80,000 would be tax gain harvested, which is where you sell the stock and pay the taxes owed. And in that case, that is $0 because they are in the 0% tax rate for capital gains based on their income level. If this was done in a year with a normal amount of earned income, that tax would be $80 per share. If there were in the 15% capital gains tax bracket, that would have resulted in a $12,000 tax bill. If they were in the 20% capital gains tax bracket, that would have resulted in a $16,000 tax bill. That's money that could be used instead to offset the expenses of your mini retirement. One more amazing thing about tax gain harvesting, you can still rebuy the same stock right away if you want to. It doesn't have the same 30-day restrictions in place to avoid a wash sale rule that tax loss harvesting has in place. In this case, you are simply raising your tax basis, again, price paid per share of the stock, and avoiding taxes due on the future sale of the stock because you no longer bought company ABC stock for $100, you now have it reset at $100 per share, so future capital gains taxes will be lower. Now, if one is good, two can even be better. 
What if we combine the Roth conversion strategy with the tax gains harvesting strategy for a married couple in 2022? This means they can convert 25,900 of their pre-tax accounts to a Roth and then also realize $83,350 of long-term capital gains without paying a single dollar in tax. In a normal tax year, if a couple was in the 24% income tax bracket, the Roth conversion would have resulted in $6,216 of taxes. That's 25,900 times 24%. And the long-term capital gains on 83,350 would have resulted in $12,503 of tax. Not only would you be able to go on a mini retirement, but you would also be saving $18,719 of taxes while doing it, offsetting a significant portion of your increased mini retirement spending in the first place. Aside from the factors I just shared, there certainly are other risks associated with taking a mini retirement. What will future employers think of this sabbatical? What if it takes me a long time to get a new job? There are quite a few questions that could raise concerns. Again, I would encourage you to refer to the five regrets of the dying I cited earlier and in episode 25. One of the most often mentioned regrets was working too much. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. In that same episode, I shared this quote, but it seems even more appropriate for the mindset required for a mini retirement. The quote is this, risk is the tariff paid to leave the shores of predictable misery. A sabbatical can also give individuals a preview of what retirement will mean for them in the future. It allows them to dip their toes into the water and experience extended time off from work before diving in fully retiring in the future. And taking a mini retirement may cause some to redefine their values and priorities altogether, which could drastically impact their life and even more positive ways going forward. Well, thank you again for taking the time to listen. I hope you found this information useful. Remember, a better life is a result of better planning. If you have any questions about better planning for a mini retirement or an early retirement or planning in general, please feel free to schedule a free introductory meeting at betterplanningbetterlife.com. Thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that no one builds wealth by accident. If you want to learn more about how to build wealth to retire early, head on over to my website at betterplanningbetterlife.com. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. The purchase of certain securities may be required to affect some of the strategies. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal. Economic forecasts set forth may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Individual tax and legal matters should be discussed with your tax or legal professional. Johnny West is a registered representative with and securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC.